Good morning. This is Christine DiGiacomo. Today's morning briefing is called Grace. It's the beginning and the end. The look of love is in your eyes. The look your heart can't disguise. The look of love is saying so much more than words could ever say. And what my heart has heard, well, it takes my breath away. Wish I could sing it for you. The song Dusty Springfield crooned. Sometimes love does have a look. What about Grace? What does grace look like? I think we need another song. In the last several weeks, I've seen grace. I wanted to capture it. If it were a fragrance, I should like to bottle it and sell it so that it could be released at will. Now believe it or not, this fits right in with our Roman study. Paul starts his letter with offering grace and peace, as no one knows true peace without first understanding something about God's grace. Paul closes his letters, also extending grace. After all, his life had been turned completely around and upside down because he experienced God's grace. Well, our first venue for grace was in a most unusual setting, in the backyard of our Bible study, Women of Passion. Why was it unusual to have it at a group of women? Because groups of women are often the last place one will find grace. It was a day or so after the recent election, and there had been some light talk amongst the women that we Californians were in for it with Jerry Brown once again going to the governor's mansion. No one thought anything about the harmless banter, at least for a while. And then it happened. Just before my friend Adele led us in a discussion about our study question, she quietly and somewhat nervously said, First, I have to share something with you, and it's kind of difficult for me. Because, see, when you were all joking about Jerry Brown, well, I once again felt like an outsider, which is not all that unusual in Orange County because it is so Republican and so politically conservative. However, I am not, and it hurt. I do not want to feel like an outsider in the place where I should feel and experience the love of my Christian sisters. Yes, you could have heard a pin drop, even though we were outside. What a wonderful teaching Adele blessed us with when she nervously told us how she felt. You see, we can think we are grace givers when someone confesses a sin, or apologizes, or... But do we exhibit the same sort of grace towards someone who lines up on the opposite side politically, or racially, or God forbid, in sexual preference? Because in each of these circumstances, you and I, Christian, are called to be grace givers, first and foremost. And then it happened. Another sister said, Adele, I would like to apologize and ask for your forgiveness. See, I think that I give grace to people, but I never thought of grace in this instance. I posted my feelings of despair over the election results on Facebook, never thinking anything about what you're saying. Grace. Now this sister hadn't even been present for the banter, yet she owned it. She got it. The lesson on grace that day, first from one and then from the other, far exceeded the lesson I had taught, for it was lived. And then yesterday, our sanctuary community in Long Beach was another scene of amazing grace. Al, a brother who lives in Lincoln Park, was waiting when I pulled my car up to the curb. Thrilled to see Al again, I jumped out to hug him and welcome him back. 
His return meant he had felt accepted in our midst, or he would not have returned a second time. Why? Al is a crip who lives in Lincoln Park, has led an openly gay lifestyle, and is now HIV positive. It is no secret. And of course, his name is not Al. On this clear, cool Tuesday morning, the sanctuary is where he wanted to be. He was looking for hope. He was looking for answers. He was looking for grace. I knew he was desperately hurting and wanted to know where he could find God again. At one point, I had us turn to Zephaniah 317. Then I asked the Duke of Earl if he would please turn to Al and read it to him. Duke donned his reading glasses, cleared his throat, and said, All right. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Well, Duke didn't even get to the second sentence before Al burst into tears. I got up from my seat, crossed the circle, and reached out to hug him. At that point, he was racked with inconsolable, guttural sobs, so I held him, while all around the room, eyes filled with tears. It was a holy moment. My dear ones, when the children of God can be alongside someone in his pain, and just be still in reverent silence, God is present. A holy moment, indeed. When I went back to my seat, Duke put his long arm around Al's shoulders and protectively supported him until he could compose himself. Duke extended grace to Al, and through the life-giving word of God, Al received grace in the form of a God who delights in him, a God who will quiet him with his love and rejoice over him with singing. Ah, the look of grace. Grace is needed when something more is required for the out of the ordinary, the extreme, the dire, the unexpected.